Hey, 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 this is Lisa A., and you're listening to Who's That Star on LCC Connect at Lansing Community College. Who's That Star is a behind-the-scenes show where I sit down and talk with the employees at the college. This is an inside look at LCC where you will have a chance to learn about their passions, projects, what inspires them both at work and in their personal lives. I'm your host, Lisa Alexander. I'm so excited to get a chance to talk to all the people who make LCC great. This show is for you to get to know the people that work at Lansing Community College a little bit more and see what makes them tick. Are you ready? Okay, let's go see who's today's star. Today's star is a Lansing area native who for the last seven years has been working in higher education, focusing primarily on transfer, non-traditional students, and creating partnerships that enable students to maximize their college experience. He earned his associate's degree from LCC, bachelor's from MSU, and a master's from Northwood University prior to starting at LCC. Our star is currently the transfer specialist in the new transfer center at LCC, where he educates and helps students maximize their ability to transfer courses and credits from LCC to their desired four-year institution. This star and the transfer center also act as liaisons to our students here at LCC and the individuals and resources at four-year colleges and universities that assist with transfer students. He is a father to a rambunctious, goofy, and darling little two-and-a-half-year-old girl named Lily, who he and his wife, Tori, love to take on adventures, long walks, and trips to get ice cream, among other activities. Our star is passionate about helping others and being the person that you can count on in times of need. All right, I think it's time that you find out who's today's star. Drum roll, please. Today's star is Luke Richards. Luke, we are so glad to have you on the show today. Thank you for having me, Lisa. I'm very excited. I'm excited, too. I want to get to um, asking you some interesting questions. I don't really know a lot about you, so this is a good opportunity for the me to be nosy and dig in a yeah. little deeper. Let's do it. So at first, can you tell me a little bit about like who you are, you know, what's important to you in your life right now? Absolutely. Um, yeah, so I'm a Lansing native. I grew up in Mason, um, just about 20 miles south of here. Uh, I went to MSU and LCC, lived in East Lansing for the past uh, 15 years or so. Actually, not quite that long, 12, 12 years. And um, really fell in love with higher ed. Um, right now, you know, kind of my priority, or I, I would say the most important thing in my life right now is uh, my wife and daughter, mm-hmm. uh, Lily, trying to make as many memories and experiences for us as possible right now that's early on in her childhood. And just day to day trying to be the best version of myself that I can be. That's great. So I want to know a little bit more about the department that you work in. You said it's the Transfer Center. Yep. Can you explain to me in one sentence what your job is? Yeah, so um, my job is to educate and allocate resources for students and be their liaison between LCC and that four-year university uh, or college that they're looking to pursue. So 
again, primarily educating the students on the transfer process, allocating the resources that they need to be successful, and then aligning those um, and empowering them to be their own self-advocate in regards to transfer so that they can maximize what they're, they're doing here at LCC, hoping to earn an associate's degree prior to transferring, but also helping them with the reverse transfer process so that we can still capture that associate's degree um, and provide them with an additional credential on their, their resume. You know, I didn't think about that. Mm-hmm. That's a good way. That is a good idea because they have a relationship with you. They can always get in touch back with you. You can help them facilitate to get that back and then still get an associate's mm-hmm. degree. That's smart. I mean, yeah. I know, you know, they say, yeah, I know it's smart. Okay. Um, I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, now, like, can you tell me what your day looks like with that? Yeah, day to day. So we launched a new form called the Transfer Success Form. Essentially what that does, it provides us with a starting point to where we can start to begin to allocate those resources, educate the student, um, depending on what they're interested in studying, where they want to go. So the beginning of my day starts out with really going through those transfer success forms, beginning to start reaching out to the students based on what, whatever they've inquired about. So for example, if a student is interested in transferring to MSU to study psychology, our team has compiled a plethora amount of resources that we can then pull from, provide to the student, and then schedule or set up a meeting with that student to then dig in on a granular level. You know, what are the links or the, the websites that we're going to be using, mm-hmm. um, pulling? I, I like to start from the, the baccalaureate degree curriculum that they're, they're wanting to pursue and show them, you know, how to use the transfer.msu.edu resources to find equivalencies, um, what other resources we have, we provide to them. So, for example, with MSU students, I like to get them in, introduced into the Envision Green program, show them that like we have a process for students who want to get to MSU right. to help ensure that you know they're, again, maximizing what they can do here. That consumes a lot of my day just because Michigan not being a system state for transfer mm-hmm. students, it's kind of like the wild, wild west. So right. When it gets to, you know, those one-off students who are comparing five or six schools and a couple different programs, it can be, as you know, very overwhelming. Oh, yes. And as a transfer student myself, I know how daunting that process was. Mm -hmm. Um, And so to have someone on on the inside of an institution like LCC that has, you know, surrounded myself, say, with professionals and individuals who are very knowledge-heavy with transfer information, mm-hmm. we, we're able to basically, again, align our resources to better the student's experience and to ease their transfer process so that, you know, it's not so daunting and they don't have to do it by themselves. Right. Because you have the four-year experience, too, because you worked at Northwood before. Mm-hmm. So, you know, from that side, but then you also know from the community college side now and how to help the student navigate all those systems. And so I think that's a good thing. That's a good service. And a lot of times academic advisors may not have the time to be able to do all of those things. We help support, you know, the early stages of, you know, decision-making. And then when someone gets down to the heavy lifting, a lot of times the student have to do that on their own. Right. And so this is an opportunity for the students to have support. And so I think that's a great thing. And I think that's a, you bring a good, a good point. That's a, a lot of what I'm finding is just the students haven't found or haven't been provided a lot of the education that they need and to understand the various nuances that take place mm-hmm. during their college experience, whether that be financial aid, curriculum alignment, 
um, the transfer process, deadlines, the applications, selective admittance, prerequisites. Right. Sometimes those things, they just get caught up with going through the motions and they don't realize until it's too late. And right. so we're trying to, our center is trying to get on the front end of that to where we can start, again, educating students so that they can be better self-advocates in those meetings with academic advising, career coaches, Mm -hmm. um, success coaches, so that they know the right questions they should be asking, the right resources they should try to be finding, um, and the right people to get connected to to make sure that they maximize what they can do here, but then also have a a nice and easy, smooth transfer process. Is there a specific time, like, when a student should reach out to you? Like, is there, you know, their first semester? I know... I want to go here, or should they wait, like, have, you know, close to 48 credits? Is there a timeline? Whatever works best for the student. I always say the earlier the better because things can change. So if if they have the right tools and the right knowledge around, you know, if I'm interested in studying something in the social sciences field, you know, if they have curriculums from a few different programs, you know, they bring those to their academic advisor. The advisor can help parallel plan between those two. Mm-hmm. Um, we can start to get, uh, like I said earlier, more on a granular level, um, which reduces a lot of hiccups, a lot of wasted time and semesters and money. It does. So it, the earlier the better, but our center, I would say, is equipped to kind of helping students at any stage. So it's not uncommon that we're getting students with 100 plus credits from LCC looking at what programs are going to take, you know, the most of what I have and give right. me the outcome that I'm looking for. Yeah. Well, that's great. I mean, I'm I'm glad that the community gets an opportunity to learn about what options they have as far as transfer and that it's mm-hmm. not you're not by yourself and right. there's some support. So my next question, what do you like the most about what you do here at LCC? I would say, you know, I initially got into higher ed because it was a position I felt that I was still interacting one-on-one with people and helping people. That's ultimately, I think, what has brought me the most joy out of the various positions I've had within higher ed. So here at LCC, I I think we have a great culture around servicing the student. Um, and so I feel very supported and that that's what makes me happy day in, day out, as long as I'm doing what I can, the best interest of the student and helping them, um, I can leave, go home, feel fulfilled and happy. I think that's cool. Yeah, that's a good feeling when you mm-hmm. leave. Okay, well, let's find out some other stuff. How do you like, well, how do you have fun? Oh, uh, well, I think it really depends on the season, the weather where I am, you know, if I'm at home and it's nice outside, I could have fun in a lot of different ways, whether it's a project around the house. I actually enjoy, you know, like mowing the lawn and making the outside of the house look nice. Mm -hmm. I even enjoy sometimes just like cleaning the inside of the house, doing laundry. I'm the laundry guy at our house, so I don't mind doing that. You like to keep stuff tidy and have it, okay. Yeah, you know, I have a firm belief that like the inside of your house, the inside of your bedroom is a great representation of like your mental state and your mind. And so I like, <laughs> I hope that ain't true. <laughs> I, I like to keep, you know, uh, and don't get me wrong. Our house, we have a two and a half year old. So there are days when our house looks like, uh, yeah. you know, a tornado zone. I so, get it. But uh, you know, we, we try to keep stuff tidy. Um, but in the summer I really, really enjoy golf. Mm, um, okay. I try, I have gotten to be very strategic about when I can golf, just because with a two and a half year old, it's 
solo parenting is very challenging. It's hard, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So uh, around nap times or, you know, in the summer, being that it stays uh, lighter later, I can, you know, right. squeeze in around after we do the bedtime routine mm-hmm. um, or a quick nine or even just go to the, the driving range or chip and putt. We love to travel. That was, I would say that's one of my wife and I's uh, greatest passions is to travel, um, whether that's, you know, just in Michigan, throughout the U.S. or uh, throughout the world. Oh, you like to inter- travel mm-hmm. internationally too? Yeah. Okay. Um, oh, what else? Good food. I love good food. I love a good show. Um, Me too. Yeah. I'm a foodie. I like it, going to travel to for good restaurants mm-hmm. and different places like Absolutely. that. I said I'm gonna do the diners drive and dive tour. Yeah, where you can go to those different restaurants. Yeah, I want to do that so bad. So. We're we're starting to do the the Lansing Foodies Challenge on Facebook. Oh yeah, I see that too. Like I'm on there, but I don't I don't understand the challenge. I guess like you, I did. I guess I do understand. I'm just not. I'm, I'm just not there yet. Some of the places I'm not willing to experiment yet. Yeah. But, you know, it's a it's a good place to give you a lot of information. Absolutely. A lot about food things. Okay, so what is your favorite season and why? Hmm. I would have to say late, well, that's not really a season, but I guess time of year, late summer and early fall. Mm-hmm. Um, the weather starts to change. It's not so hot. Right. It's not so dry. Football. Yeah. Tailgating. I uh, still get to golf. Um, it's usually our favorite time to get up north and enjoy the colors. Okay. Um, it it's it's bearable to be outside again. Yeah, I think I like that. That's my. I w- I normally say fall, but yeah, you're right. It's like that late summer, early yeah. fall time where it's it's still warm. You get, mm-hmm. you know, you can still do things. Sometimes you have a little jacket on or right, something like that. Right. But yeah, I like that time too. And then it's always like to start to me, like school starts, yeah. different things start. And so yeah. that's what I always yeah. say. Seeing Late that. August through, you know, early November, uh, until the leaves start to fall, then I don't like it. Yeah. yeah. It's too yeah. cold. And yep, it yeah. Is, yeah. Then we start thinking. And then it's like, seem like when the time change, Yep. that's when I'm like, it's done. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it, that season is a done yep. deal. It's time to get back buckle and hunker up, down. From, yep. Buckle up for winter. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like, okay. But yeah, that's my, I think that's my favorite season too. Um, What is some of the best advice that you have learned in your life so far? You know, I was thinking about this and I've been just mulling so many different pieces of advice over, I have to say, you know, reflecting on the past almost a year, um, I've gone through a lot of, I think, self-growth, um, trying to again, be the best version of myself. And I've, uh, I've been a people pleaser for a long time in my life mm-hmm. and dealing with, I guess, handling guilt has been a big one. Yeah. And, um, you know, I learned that guilt is only designed, uh, you're only supposed to feel guilty when you've done something bad. Mm-hmm. And so as a people pleaser, when you see that you've disappointed others and, you know, you feel guilty, it's kind of a false sense of guilt and you shouldn't feel that way. And so understanding, and I guess accepting that it's okay to make other people upset. You can't control other, other people's emotions. Right. And so, you know, trying to Try to day to day, I guess, just live in your your own truth, uh-huh. trying to be the best version of yourself. Um, yeah. You I know. like how you explain that, though. Yeah. I think that's cool because I think a lot of people deal with that, you know. Mm-hmm. Oh, I don't want to disappoint this person, but it's it's bending me all out of shape. 
Yeah. To do this thing. Yeah. But then I'm going to beat myself up. Yeah. Because I couldn't do it. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. So, yeah, I I think that the way you explain that is a good, what's good. Yeah. Cool. So. I didn't mean to cut you off. No, that's all right. That's all right. I just was like, that was an epiphany to me because I'm I'm sometimes like that. So yeah, I think that's a cool way to do it. All right, what is your favorite quality about yourself? Oh man, um, I would have to say that I try to give a hundred percent in just about everything that I do. Um, my dad was a a very, very hardworking, um, blue collar kind of guy who didn't have a college education, um, was a carpenter, plumber, um, you know, you name it, he could do it. And he didn't, uh, do anything 50%. You know, if he was going to do something, he was going to do it. And he he went hard. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And you know, it was, it was a lot of, you know, a, a lot of, um, work on, you know, his body and, and I would say, you know, the relationship that he had with a lot of folks, but it was something that I admired that he, you know, did give it his all every time. Mm-hmm. Um, he did something. If he said he was going to do it, he was going to do it. And he was going to do it as best as he could. Yeah. So I, I think I, I learned that from him and try to keep that in my, you know, my life day, to, day in and day out. So you... You, you try to make sure that scene and your tasks and your work yep. from at home. Well, I can hear that, though. Like, when you talk about um, how you want your outside of your house look, you know, the inside, you want it to, to mm-hmm. be nice, a good representation of I'm taking care of what I need to take care right. of and I'm going to do it right. So mm-hmm. I, I agree with that. Not that it doesn't matter if I agree or not, but I'm just saying I like to, I like that. I like that, Luke. So this question I already know, and I haven't asked this question in a while, but I think I'm going to get the answer that I expect. Go green or go blue? Go green. Okay, yeah. Okay. Go green. I I noticed that you graduated from MSU. Did you have a specific major? So I started out uh, on the nur- a nursing track. Oh, I was I wanted to be a nurse. Okay, and I was working in a nursing home while going to school. Okay, and burnt myself out, mm-hmm. and decided that you know being a CNA working almost forty hours a week and on nights wasn't really conducive for school. But I learned that nursing just wasn't something that I was, you know, really passionate passionate about. And I found out, you know, through other jobs with community mental health, um, through higher ed, that it was really just working with people that I was passionate about. Mm -hmm. So my undergrad after, you know, switching majors a bunch of times, uh, it was an interdisciplinary studies degree, uh, a major in psychology and a cognate or a minor in public health. Oh, okay. Still have that health aspect mm-hmm. in there yeah. but yeah yeah because I think that that's the thing like sometimes you don't if you don't have the opportunity to kind of intern or do a practicum or you know early right so that you can kind of get that taste and see how that field is or like they'll talk about informational interviews and I really suggest that people do those because if you talk to someone in the field it gives you an opportunity to get inside information about that job and that career and so I think it's cool that you found out you know because that's a commitment 
and then you you know would have went that pathway not having had that experience right. you never know how to went so yeah yeah i think that's a a good thing and then you went to northwood for your masters yep yep so after i got into higher ed um i was working for northwood at the time and I knew I wanted to stay in higher ed and they had a brand new program that was designed by higher ed professionals for organizational leadership. Okay. And so what was nice is I, I went through the program actually with, um, a colleague now, uh, Graham Burke. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Graham over there. Yep. Shout out Graham. Yeah. Woo-hoo. And our director, Patty actually went through yep. the same program. Shout out Patty too. Yeah. So, um, it was a, a really nice program. We met in the university center once a week, uh, Monday nights in the evenings Oh, from 6 to 9 p.m. So made for long Monday nights. Yeah. But it was nice to have classroom interaction with, um, you know, professors and classmates. It was kind of a, a more intimate setting. There mm-hmm. were only 10 or 12 of us, I think, in the cohort. Um, but we moved through each class together. So it was really nice. Uh, I like that a way of doing it because I feel like it's a commitment. You know, once you get in there with people, it's like, I can't, I can't stop, you know, unless it's, it can happen. You know, people do emergencies and stuff, but I feel like that commitment because you make relationships, it helps you to kind of stay accountable and absolutely. You're like, I can do it. Oh, and I'm good to see Luke. I'm good to see Patty. Right. You know, then you like, it makes a difference. Right. Yeah. And each each uh, student that was in there, you know, was a professional in their own industry. And so you were able to learn about how the various topics we studied, it, you know, impacted or came into play in their various organizations mm-hmm. and within their industry. So it was really eye opening uh, yeah. how applicable the, the degree program was um, for, you know, various settings. Right. Well, that's great. Mm-hmm. Well, what's the first thing that you do after getting home from work? Well, it depends on if I grab Lily from daycare or mm-hmm. if Tori does. Uh, if Tori grabs her from daycare, it's usually the first thing is a hug from Lily. And then, um, you know, Tori usually has already gotten her kind of set up with some snacks or has started dinner in a way. Um, so I just get to kind of enjoy my Lily time right yeah. when I get home. She's always super jacked to see us. Yeah. Uh, whenever, <laughs> whenever one of us gets home. So right. that's just, you can't. You know, you can't put a price tag on that. You sure can. Um, and then if I grab her, you know, I grab her and then we usually go home and uh, we both will change into kind of like our nighttime or our, our evening clothes, our comfy clothes. And then we usually get out some snacks and start playing. And playing, having a good time. Yep. That energy level of a two and a half year old, man, if you could bottle that up, oh, yeah. it would be great. Yep. I need that right now. My knees need that right yeah. now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm like, man, yeah. I would love that. I agree. So, like, what's your favorite way to spend your day off? Like, if you have a day off. If I have a day off just at home um, without dad responsibilities, I would say in the summertime, definitely golf. Uh, or some self-care in terms of a, a workout or getting some stuff done around the house. Mm-hmm. Um, you do a honey-do list. Or yeah, yeah, we kind of have a an ongoing task list that we just like to, you know, Sunday we sit down and we'll put together some goals for the week and what things we need to get done around the house oh, that are cool. priority. Yeah, and then we kind of slowly just chip away day in and day out if we can get a couple done here and there. Okay. Um, so, yeah, days off are... They're kind of scarce, but we try to prioritize for one another, you know, some of that self-care and time to ourselves because we, 
it's important, especially when you got a two and a half year old that wants all of your attention. And I bet. Yeah. And it's fun. I mean, we, we try really hard to make sure that, you know, when we are interacting with her, it's, it's all, we're, she's getting all of us. So, yeah. um, it, which can be challenging after <laughs> right. a day at work, but, um, yeah, so we try to do whatever we can to, to make sure that we are able to give a hundred percent when she needs it. So, and a lot of that is taking days off and taking care of yourself and do it when you want to do. Right. So. Exactly. You do have to take care of yourself and so you can be your best. I like this question because you, it's good and you're insightful. So I can't wait to hear what you say, but not trying to set you up for nothing. <laughs> oh, but, great. Um, what career advice would you give to your younger self? Oh man, my younger self. Um, so I would say, try to identify early as early on as possible what really brings you fulfillment Mm -hmm. and and what things are important to you so for example for me like i really like helping people Uh, i really like being a part of a team i grew up playing sports so that that part of my you know career i wanted to I, i can't i can I don't prefer to do tasks alone. I like to have a team. There are some things that I would say I, I, I do well fine on my own. Mm-hmm. Um, so identify things that, you know, make you happy on a day-to-day basis and then find things that, you know, challenge you. So whether that's working and understanding with data or trying to um, be strategic about your workflows. Uh, try to find challenges that are obtainable and goals that are obtainable to mm-hmm. give yourself wins. And then, you know, set long-term goals if you can. Um, so, you know, for example, like when I started at Northwood, I knew right then initially that I didn't want to stay on the four-year side. I wanted to get to a larger public institution, preferably a community college. At the time, we were like still deciding on whether we wanted to stay in Lansing mm. or in East Lansing forever or if we wanted to move up north. So, oh, okay. you know, I, I wanted to make sure that I did as much education as I could on the the community college side. Uh-huh. So I could see myself working for, you know, community college in the future. So setting long term um, slash short term goals yeah. that you can work towards so that you don't kind of get lost in just like the day to day um yeah, so those are what I, I would say, like, if I was younger, um, I would have appreciated that insight because I, I definitely, you know, coming from wanting to be a nurse to then just working after completing a degree that wasn't necessarily correspondent with a specific industry or a mm-hmm. specific job, you know, I, I kind of had a lot of stress and anxiety of like, well, am I going to find a job with this degree? But you know, there's a lot out there. Right. And, and I just kind of had to take a chance with, um, you know, the position I, you know, was provided and I did. Hey, I think that's some good advice. Hindsight is twenty twenty. Yeah. I hope some people listening today listen to some these gems that Luke has been dropping for us <laughs> today. And I do think so. I think that um, you got a lot of insight in your whys. Yeah. And so... Um, I think students would benefit if they want to transfer and are interested in transferring if they stop by the transfer center. Where is that located at? It's in 2204 Gannon Building. So we're just before the Success ca- Success Coach Lounge um, on the the lot or the Gannon Highway. Mm-hmm. Is what you call that? Yep. yep. 
on the second floor. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, that's gonna end our interview today. Um, Luke, I'm so thankful that you came on. Thank you for having me. And everybody, I look forward to talking to you soon. You've been listening to Who's That Star? I'm Lisa A., and you can listen to this episode of Who's That Star and other shows from LCC Connect anytime online at lccconnect.org. Thank you for listening. Catch me next time to find out Who's That Star? Who's That Star?